Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to In Between Rounds with Gabe and Botch. I am Botch. And I'm Gabe. Mm-hmm. And we are introducing ourselves because of a mistake we made in our pilot episode. <laughs> we did not introduce ourselves. We're, we're for the hoping. Sake of everyone listening, yeah, I am Gabe. And, and you I'm, are. Yes, I am Potch. The only two people in this podcast so far. And we're hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll be buddies at the end of this uh, episode. Actually, we, hope we, we became buddies like at the start of the first episode because of how romantic our relationship exactly. is. Exactly. So- I mean, we became buddies the first time we met. So <laughs> we did. It was love <laughs> at first sight on Zoom. <laughs> so yes uh, this times. yeah very good times. so this is uh ago, you know by the way oh dude it's another week another week of us that's uh, exactly our two-week anniversary friend 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 anniversary mm-hmm. that's true and I'll speaking <laughs> long distance I'm, touched. I'm so touched too so uh we we talked about last week you know a lot of a lot of st- mma news has transpired and let's talk about it one yeah, thing the biggest is biggest news of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm you committing. Yes. Tuned in to one championship last night. Okay, so here's the thing. I usually just watch it from time to time, but now you know it's since we're doing the MMA pod, we're doing this. I'm gonna make it a bigger effort to watch religiously. Uh, the bout I saw were like were five MMA bouts. Usually uh-huh. they do t- uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, all that. But here it was all MMA. All of them, uh, four of them went to decision. Uh, one went in spectacular fashion, hands mm-hmm. of stone, winning it, uh, jumping up in the rankings. So I'm really interested to keep watching religiously one if, uh, one championship, that is. Yeah, you know, I feel like I want to try and do the same. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to count on you to kind of give me oh, for sure. the full rundown of every one pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, honestly, I'm a mark. Mm-hmm. I'm a mark. And I need the entertainment. I need the drama. I need the trash talk. <laughs> and uh, no doubt that one definitely has skill, skilled fighters. Mm-hmm. But I, they would benefit from a little bit of mic work. Mm, you know, facts. they have someone like Demetrius Johnson, who, you know, who is decent on the mic. Um, they would benefit from him cutting some promos. Brandon Vera mm-hmm. also is a fairly entertaining guy. He is. He should cut some promos as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, hey. I I love the drama. I live for the drama. Dude, that's why we call ourselves filthy casuals, right? Yeah, it, it would, you know, Mike Tyson. Oh, sorry, Mike Tyson. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Mm. He, you know, he's a talker. It's 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 yeah. these personalities that you just love seeing. These larger than life personalities. Granted that you know, uh, one does have very spectacular, talented fighters. It's just that if you want yeah. like a Conor McGregor figure or a Chael Sonnen, that you would just pay money yeah. to see someone exactly. shut him up. Exactly. That would sell tickets. Exactly. I like being invested in a narrative. Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like for me going into a one event i'm thinking you're guaranteed some action you're guaranteed some high level mixed martial artists Mm -hmm. but if we're talking about like bad blood is there a story Mm -hmm. are these two gonna go at it Mm. like that matters to me Uh, that that matters to me there we go Um, i (laughs) I don't think a lot of people will feel the same way. <laughs> hey, you know, it's our opinion. It's fine. And that's just one of the opinions you have. Like, that's I, how you I, prefer I, yeah. your fights. I, I like to be targeted mm-hmm. by stuff like that. I buy UFC merch. I Look buy at what he's wearing right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. For those of you listening exclusively on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the champ the champ. 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 <laughs> two belts on here. But yeah. And- 
there's a story behind that shot, right? He, there was so much, uh, yes, just even is. that promo, even that promo he cut, like the champ yes, can do whatever he wants. So and I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Exactly. Which, and, what, which is what I want to say too, to everyone that has a problem with me being a Mark. How dare you? I am not how going to apologize <laughs> for enjoying the drama. There I love it. Mm-hmm. But also while we're on the topic of this t-shirt and champ champ status, uh, this week also marks the week of the first ever champ champ, Conor McGregor, Ooh. and also the first ever UFC event in New York. Wow. Okay. So this is, this is, uh, it happened this week, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Dang. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So for those of you listening right now, we are recording uh, on the night of November 14. So all the news that we're saying right now will be on that week span. And yeah. uh, thank yeah. you for bringing that little tidbit up. But you know, what? big week this week, there's uh, there is a big fight night coming up that's about to happen. So yeah. hopefully we'll have this episode out just before that. But you know what? We have Felder versus Dos Anjos. So and, what are your thoughts and, on that? Yeah. And before we do the preview, mm-hmm. <laughs> the preview mm-hmm. of that, I just want to say, add one more thing. There you go. Okay. There have been four UFC events in New York, mm-hmm. right? Conor McGregor's is worth the other three combined. You just had to bring that up. Well, I just you're had such, to. Such, Everyone such, has to know. Simp. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. No, it's more than the three combined. That's I can imagine. Which, what, what main event? Gate, Who did review gate. Oh, dang. Who did he face? Was this the Nate Diaz one? No, this is um Eddie Alvarez. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that. We're We're gonna talk. talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, back to Felder. Mm -hmm. That guy's a savage. Five days notice, from 170 to 156 in five days. That is insane. Mm -hmm. And like he he looks fresh. Mm -hmm. He does. He doesn't look tired. He doesn't look. Um, disgruntled or anything. That guy's just a beast, man. Dude, when he was on Ariel's uh, show, he looked fine. He didn't he look like drained. He was nervous. Yeah, you could, you could, he was, he stated that he was nervous, but he was cool, cool as a yeah. cucumber, man. And then also going up against RDA and he was preparing for Khabib's teammate. Yeah. Like, that's wow, you have cojones. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Makashev, who's a childhood friend of Khabib, was supposed mm. to fight. In his first okay. main event bout against RDA. So, I mean, maybe not. I guess he just knows Khabib. I don't know if they yeah. train together. But I'm pretty sure RDA doesn't take that uh, opponent lightly. And the thing is, RDA is hit at his best at 155. He's so, scary. you could argue that Paul Felder is coming in to face the best version of RDA in a long time. Mm. You know that's I mean? true. And-, and if he wins, that's huge. That's huge. huge. Five days notice. It's going to be crazy if yeah. he gets that W. Uh, odds are against him, but these these yeah. are the type of fights that you, you can't help but root for the underdog. Of course, 100%. Mm. And, you know, in terms of this is like the the, the markiness in me coming mm-hmm. for this opinion. When you're coming in on a short notice fight, mm-hmm. losing doesn't really hurt your image. Mm. It does not at all. I think, yeah. You know, people are going to be like, this guy came on, on on two weeks, five days notice. Of course, he had a hard time. Of course, he lost. But at the same time, you probably he's probably going to have more fans after this weekend than any of his last fights. He's going to have more respect from everybody, for sure. So, 
if there's something to gain here, Felder has way more to gain than RDA. 100%. Let's let's flip the script here. What about RDA? You said Felder has everything to gain. Think about RDA. Because usually you see like um let's 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 take for example Usman. Yeah. Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Like Ooh. Masvidal had nothing he to lose fast. getting into that fight. Yeah. Well, he did, you know, but still his snock did not dwindle. No. Like you said, he had everything to gain. How many days notice was that? That was almost like uh Felder, right? That was, was also like five. That was a week notice. Wow. One week notice, yeah. And he made the weight and he made the walk yeah. and he was able to I mean, yeah. it's Usman, like he's the Nigerian nightmare for a reason, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, he he had everything to lose in that fight. He did. So with RDA up and coming, I mean, this is the, he's scary in this weight class. Yeah. This could kind of uh, not really, well, would you say derail his momentum in a way? Since he does perform best at this weight class. Mm, if he loses? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think uh, it's not going to be a surprise if he wins. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that he'll get some momentum from this win. But mm. I think it's going to make a case for him to stay in the division. Ooh. Because yeah. his stay in 170 wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the most dominant at 155. And if he's back at 155, we may finally get Conor McGregor versus RDA. That's true. There it you is. Know. Gabe Oveda just <laughs> calling a shot. Conor McGregor, <laughs> number one fan. No, and I'm really glad you brought up Usman versus Masvidal mm-hmm. because the reason why nobody liked that fight um, and Usman didn't have much to, didn't really gain anything from being a bona fide star like Masvidal is because he fought in such a way where he knew that he had a lot to lose. Mm. Right? He played it safe. He's like, all right, if this dude beats me, that's saying something because he's coming in on short notice. He's he's probably tired. He hasn't he didn't have a full training camp. If he beats me, how does that make me look? Right. So how do I prevent that from happening? Playing it safe. He was so safe, but then that's so also safe. his game plan. Like that's how we won the title yeah. from Woodley. He just yeah. pressed the bump against well, the cage, pieced him up on the ground. Yeah. And, and yeah. some people don't like that style. I think yeah. it's still pretty smart. Like I'm an Usman fan, even though a lot of people give him a lot of flack for him being a boring fighter. He's pretty smart. Actually, I'm I'm an Usman fan as well. In mm-hmm. fact, I love the Woodley fight. It was good. I, I liked it. Because it, it was yeah. complete dominance. Mm-hmm. But he also didn't show any restraint. He walked into the shots. Mm-hmm. He willingly tried to take the takedown, even though he knew Woodley would try and throw a right hand at mm-hmm. him coming in. But with the Masvidal fight, I knew that he was just... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get this W and get this over with. That that was the vibe I got. True. Uh. Well, I also think that he maybe respects Masvidal striking more than right, right. Woodley, and he had a, a full camp against Woodley. So he. I don't think he prepared for the striking expertise of Masvidal. I so agree. it agree, it was yeah. tough. I mean, walking in. People say there's a lot of pressure coming from the guy that's taking the fight but there's also immense yeah. pressure coming from the person that's allowing right. that guy to take that person's to to just fight itself take the person's spot or yeah yeah or like so, a thunder mm, you know true. take some of that 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 spotlight true very true yeah. so i'm very really interested to see yeah yeah felder versus dose uh, rda that's gonna be a Not, good one 
Yeah. Another thing we have to talk about before we get to the topic at hand, we have. Or as Tish- Connor likes to call him, the fool at the desk. <laughs> 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 uh, ladies and gentlemen if you guys have been counting how many times gabe has been referencing connor please let us know in the comment if yeah we should like, have a we should have a drinking a game. connor counter take yeah, a shot should. every time gabe mentions connor mcgregor yeah, please let us know how many in this episode leave us a review also yeah that's another oh, subtle yes. plug yeah please leave if you're listening oh, well actually no take some time to go to the apple podcast yeah. <laughs> drop us a review we'd really appreciate it and in that review, say how many times Gabe has dropped Conor McGregor and exactly. just stroke that ego of, you know, the exactly. notorious one. When we when we start getting some episodes in, we should probably give some, like, review incentives, you know. Ooh, Let's we see. should. We should. We really should, you know. So last on the docket for what happened this week or those big headline news, mm-hmm. Teixeira beat Santos by submission Ooh. round number three. That was insane. And we were talking about this second win that Teixeira has. He won against Anthony Smith. TKO punches. And now here he is beating another person on John Jones's like, like win list. Uh, wins against. We have to, uh, beating Santos, which I thought he actually won that fight against. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to know what Teixeira is doing at 41. What he's eating. Mm-hmm what a normal day is like for him because he seems to be getting better. Mm-hmm. Okay. He does. He beat Jared Cannonier. Ooh, let's right? talk about that. Yeah. He's only lost to Anthony Johnson, Alexander Gustafson, and Corey Anderson. And Corey Anderson is in Bellator now. Mm-hmm. The last guy to beat Glover Teixeira is in Bellator. Oof. And he's on a five-fight win streak. But his biggest win is Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. Who is arguably one of the best light heavyweights right now. And he beat him with, like you said, TKO punches in the fifth round, which is impressive. But I think the most important question to ask here is just how good is Glover to share? Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, no, that's the question. No, I, I would like to know what this guy is doing. I would we- love to know. You know, that really brings the question, you know, he, he his biological clock is ticking. He's yeah. at his prime. We probably yeah. have a Yoel situation here yeah. where, you know, Dana has to respect that title shot that he deserves mm-hmm. and probably put the Adesanya fight in the back burner for now for the champ yeah. champ status for Adesanya. What do you, what are your opinions on this? Do you think that we should go ahead and pull the trigger on Adesanya versus Blahovich or should we give Teixeira his shot while he still has, you know, he has this second wind in him? Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. But before I answer it, I just want to say him beating Anthony Smith and Thiago Santos mm-hmm. just makes John Jones look incredible. <laughs> because John Jones, <laughs> because John Jones already beat Teixeira and he beat Anthony Smith and he beat Thiago Santos and Teixeira just beat these two guys who arguably did, gave John Jones question. a very you, hard you, fight. You have, you, have Anthony, you have the stats up, right? Did Anthony Smith face Teixeira after he lost to John Jones? Yes. He did? Because I have yes. a feeling that we oh, keep saying... Year. Yeah, because I have a feeling we, we talk about when you face John Jones, right? Yeah, it's something a happens. He, he, something happens. He's a phenom. So I feel like you just you try to make that performance your magnum opus exactly. and some, he sucks exactly. something out of you. Like I, I couldn't have said it any better myself because when you're a fighter in the UFC and when you're a fighter in the light heavyweight division, it becomes your career goal 
to fight mm-hmm. John Jones. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're fighting for the title. These guys in this division are literally fighting to fight John Jones, not to get the belt. It just so happens that John Jones has had the belt the whole time. You know what I mean? So you're right. Magnum Opus, they give it their all. They they make it seem like they almost beat John Jones. It's always razor close, and it always seems like this guy's the best guy. If you, it's the, it's the you judges, know? it's exactly. the judges. <laughs> but then they all have their follow-up fights, and what happens? They lose. Yeah, and Tashera is there to pick thing. up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to answer your question, does Tashera get a title fight after this win over Thiago Santos? I think he should. Mm-hmm. But there's a but. There it is. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I got two words for you. All right, let's hear it. Dana White. Uh huh. You know, it's not the money fight, man. It's not. It's not it the really money is. fight. Unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, it's not the money but fight. But he, here, here's what I would say because I think some people have shined on it. Because I'm guessing you're going to say he's going to pull the trigger on the Adesanya Blahovich fight, yes. right? So here's what I'm thinking. Teixeira versus Blahovich, mm-hmm. and why don't you just pull the trigger on Jones versus Adesanya already? They don't need a title for that. They've been beefing back and forth, so yeah, you have your you have Teixeira having his moment in the sun, yeah. and you still have your money fight, even though it loses a little bit. I really think that the title is just a little cherry on top, but you'd still watch Adesanya versus Jones with or without a title. I think I love that as much as I want to see Adesanya versus Jones. I keep thinking to myself, maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. I want to see Jones at heavyweight first. Build up. Yeah, okay. I want to see him just destroy some dude or get the title. I just want them both to have titles when they fight. Right? Oh. But my a- ideal pay-per-view for this situation, Teixeira versus Dominic Reyes. Oh, wow. Who was okay. another guy who almost, who people think beat John Jones. Mm-hmm. Co-main. Main event, Jan versus Izzy. Izzy. That's a good pay-per-view right there. Oh, man. I don't know how Teixeira would feel being in that same card. (laughs) If he'd be like, that's my main event spot. How dare you? So in case someone pulls out, then he can kind of step in. True. Title. Mm. Izzy never pulls out, so. He doesn't. He doesn't. Hey, you know, only time will tell. I'm really interested, but I'm pretty sure this puts a lot more attention in the light heavyweight division and the heavyweight division. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens there because I want to see something. And I don't know how uh, Jan is thinking about all this. You know, he's just yeah. game to fight anyone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jan knows that the money fight is Izzy. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows that the real fight to make is really to share versus Jan. Dude, it's the Rocky story. Yeah. It's the, it's the comeback story. For I mean, and the thing is, it would be in Izzy's favor if they did Teixeira versus Jan first. It would if, be. If, if Teixeira wins, mm-hmm. that might be a walk in the park for Izzy. Maybe, might yeah. Because, yeah, he gets, he, he gets, actually, yeah, that's true. It could you be. Know? But, I mean, no disrespect to Jan mm-hmm. or Teixeira, but if it was Teixeira versus Izzy, I think speed would just mm-hmm. be the number one thing. That's very true. And just to add on to this, um, I know Jan said that he can't fight. Uh, he'll accept a fight in March because I think he is going to have a baby coming in in January. Mm, so okay. he wants to prioritize that. that first. So yeah. So 
we'll possibly see Jan back in action in sometime around March. And okay. I think schedules just have to align as well as, you know, booking these fights is extra hard with the current situation now. So only time will tell, but I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be glued to the screens when that news comes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see either, but oh, we're Mark, gonna, we're going to hear it again. John, <laughs> so why, why do you like see... the bad guys, man? <laughs> I need to see Jan versus... Uh, Izzy, that's just a fun fight, man. Mm. That's just a fun fight because mm-hmm. if Izzy gets that light heavyweight belt around his waist, he is going to have a field day on Twitter. I'm sure. Internet Izzy. He's, he's just going to be John posting Jones. so much memes, like just baiting John to come back down to light and yeah. light heavyweight and get back his belt. Yeah. That's exactly. what we got. Shout out to Internet Izzy. That's he's smart. hilarious. That's smart. That's masterful mm-hmm. war right there because let's say Izzy beats Jan. Mm-hmm. Gets the belt. John Jones fights at heavyweight. Has to cut back down to light oh. heavyweight from being at heavyweight. That's smart. You you can imagine That's the smart. torment besides cutting weight. He's just mm-hmm. thinking constantly about Izzy. So exactly. Art of War, he's mastered it. He's gotten yes. to what's that cost his head. Now he's in John's <laughs> head. Just living rent-free. Exactly. I love that saying, rent-free. Living in rent someone's free. head. For, I love that. That's love a great that. saying. So that's uh, what we covered so far in this, uh, just the news on MMA this week. Mm -hmm. And since this is a filthy, casual MMA podcast, we do have uh, topics, ladies and gentlemen. And we talked about it. We were kind of debating what should be our next topic. Absolutely. I think it came up in our first episode. We were talking about what are those quintessential fights that you would recommend to your friends that want to get into MMA or want to be able to become fans. So that's this episode. Uh, I don't know what we're going to name it, but we're going to give you guys homework because we're going to recommend you guys fights that would turn you into MMA fans. You know, I, when we first started this podcast, I told Poch, I was like, Poch, I just want to do every episode about Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> every, every episode has to How be about Conor sir. McGregor. How dare you, sir? Okay. And then he was like, okay, let, 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 let's give some people some fight recommendations. There you go. Quintessential fights. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to be filthy casuals, mind you, mm-hmm. if you want to be semi initiated into the UFC, <laughs> I mean, just watch every Conor McGregor. Fight. No, okay, that's the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> I'm kidding. You want you want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, I well, okay. So I've just I'll talk them through the thought process. I initially wanted like okay, we'll yeah. give a we'll give a one recommendation per weight division, mm-hmm. but I realized, nah, it, it's hard for me because yeah. honestly, like from bantam feather and yeah. like anything below lightweight, I wasn't really yeah. watching as much. And um, yeah. I just wanted to highlight some fights that didn't really have any titles per se. So I'll start this off because this is one fight that I constantly recommend to my friends mm-hmm. that don't really receive much of the limelight because it was on UFC on versus four. It was a pretty, it was, I, I, it was in 2011. Okay. This was Czech Congo versus Pat Barry. And mm-hmm. this, uh, do, do we say that? that one. Do we see? Do we say the outcome of this result, of the fights, or do we let them watch it? Or we, we probably should say it, right? Mm, that's a think? good one. I think mm-hmm. we could. We could. We could. We could yeah, because it's a 2011 fight. It's almost. It's, yeah. it's going to receive its 10 year anniversary. Because I feel like if they year. Google it, they'll get yeah. the result anyway. So this actually won knockout of the night and comeback of the Ooh. year. 
okay. for 2011. Czech Congo Almost versus Pat Berry. Yeah, check that out. Uh, Czech Congo takes it. Uh, round one, two minutes, 39 seconds. These two are heavyweights, right? But they strike like crazy. Pat Berry struck Czech Congo like 10 times. was about to get him knocked out. And Czech Congo threw a Hail Mary uppercut out of nowhere. And it just makes you believe in comebacks, ladies and gentlemen. So please watch that. Czech That's Congo versus Pat Berry. Please shoot me the link after the. I will. You can report. watch the whole fight. Like, like I think the whole fight's on YouTube or something. But it's in one of it. It's in one of those top ten lists of best comebacks. Really? Check Congo uh, versus Pat Official UFC Berry. video. Okay, perfect. Pretty sure. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. If not, I'll look for a video and I'll send it to you. But yes, okay. there is my first recommendation. If you guys want to, you know, uh, get into the world of UFC. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about thought process, my thought process for these fights is level of excitement mm. you know if you're watching it you get invested in the story mm-hmm. while watching right uh these are fights that if someone asked me to give them a crash course in mma uh, it's probably what i would show them okay but i wouldn't say these are the best of each division mm-hmm. these are just the best for me in terms of introducing someone to the ufc right right so okay what weight class did you just do? You did heavyweight. I just did heavyweight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right. Am I going to do chronological? All right. Let's do featherweight. Mm-hmm. 145 right, cool. pounds. Yeah. You're giving me homework too. Cause I would love to know more about this division. Yeah. Do who mm-hmm. Choi versus Cub Swanson. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So this fight was incredible for many reasons. Um, but the main reason being these guys were just going at it for three rounds. Wow. Back and forth. Scrapping. Mm -hmm. Back and forth. And, you know, it wasn't like a clean back and forth. They Mm -hmm. were like falling on the ground. They were throwing punches and kicks with all their might. Wow. You know, and it was just such a, just such a crazy fight. Like Cub Swanson was rolling, tumbling, <laughs> and just uh, just for everyone to know to, uh, to if they want to know where to find this, it's UFC two oh six. Perfect. So there you go. Cub Swanson, Duhu Choi. Uh, so yeah, Perfect this is support. just the, uh, I love that support, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm gonna do my best to also like reference the event yeah. they're in, so people could just easily find uh, yeah. it out. So yeah, Duhu Choi, Cub Swanson, like. Again, I'm not the most knowledgeable in this weight division, but I know that name and I know he's a scrapper. If you want to look good, mm-hmm. fight Cub Swanson because he's just down to throw. Mm, you know, okay. it's just going to be a crazy fight. They, yeah. look, they both look like they were fighting for their lives, which wow. is fantastic. Oh, so this and is Duhu like a. Choi, I believe, was undefeated coming into this fight. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's like uh, Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin. Like they left it all on the line type uh, slugfest. Actually, that, that actually plays on to my next recommendation, which is Leonard Garcia versus Chang Sung Jung or the Korean Zombie. The I've second one. This one either. You can you can for me. Yeah, <laughs> you can watch the first one that was back in WEC with the win going split decision win going to Leonard Garcia, but. They faced off once again in UFC Fight Night, Noguera versus Davis. And fun fact is Chang Sung Jung won by the first ever twister in the UFC. Have twister. you seen a twister? Have you I've seen, never a twister? seen a twister? Oh my God. I've never have seen, you seen an abdominal stretch in the WWE. I think I have. Yeah. So this submission requires so much 
steps mm -hmm. that when he pulled it off, I was like, wow, we're going to see a twister. It's a twister. And this is Chang Sung Jung. And he shouted out Eddie Bravo. Like, oh yeah, thank you, Eddie Bravo. I watched your video so many times. I learned it from you. So this, I would say that the first bout was like that, like blood and guts just poured out to the octagon. And then it was Leonard Garcia. You can even watch a highlight and it's just insane. Like just how they, how they're so resilient. Then the second one, this is my favorite because of the submission, a twister in the UFC. That's if you insane. Google how a twister looks like, it's like, how do you even get to that? So yeah, you go for it. So submission of the night goes to the Korean zombie. Actually, um, if, if, uh, if Gabe would recommend you watch any Connor fight for you to be a fan, watch <laughs> any Korean zombie fan for you to be oh, a fan. Oh, yeah. This twister mm -hmm. looks insane. Yeah. You should check that. Leonard, mm -hmm, it does. It looks so intense. And he's stretching your spine. That's a spine stretch. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. That so that's crazy. my second, second recommendation. Leonard Garcia versus Chang Sung Jung 2. Okay, very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. That's featherweight, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Korean, Korean, yeah. Korean zombie. Korean zombie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do <laughs> welterweight next. Let's go. Oh, let's go. I know this one. One seventy. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's Conor McGregor. <laughs> no surprise there. Versus Shocker. Yes. <laughs> part two. Let's talk about this because. I think people remember where they are when they when course, they watch this. It was, the buildup was so great. Everyone remembers where they were when they fought both times. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. um, I love this fight because the fight that they had before this, Nate beat Connor, and Connor was still undefeated in the UFC. Mm -hmm. So Nate literally shocked the world. Yep. Because I'm not surprised, mother. See, he would come yeah. up with a soundbite. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Classic call out, classic. So yeah, classic soundbite. Mm -hmm. And no one really took Nate Diaz seriously right. before he fought Connor. In fact, he was a fighter for more of like the purists, mm. you know, the experts, the real fans. Hey, I like the Diaz brothers. How dare you? Punches and bunches. You know? <laughs> and then he beat Connor and then. The whole world was just turned off its axis. Exactly. And he became a superstar. And they had an immediate rematch, which is Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 2. And it was a five-round war. It was a war, war, dude. It was insane. Again, we didn't. We said that even though you see the end of the fight, we saw yeah. Diaz get bloodied up. Like, yeah. it, he was going... It was going back... It was insane. It like, was how, insane. how 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 back and forth it was. insane. And can I just say also, during the first fight, because I would actually recommend they just watch the entire saga, mm -hmm. you see how Connor, from this cocky guy, becomes so humble being exactly. served his first loss. So I'm like, wow. Sometimes I, I feel like, you know, this is an act he pulls off, and he is also gracious in defeat. And mm -hmm. I'm not simping for Connor, but I, I admire that in a fighter. Losses win in, in MMA, wins and losses shape you. Mm. It's very important, especially the losses. There's yeah, a lot to true. learn. If you choose, mm -hmm. you know, that's why John Cavanaugh, his head coach has a book, right? Win or learn. It's not mm -hmm. win or lose. It's I don't know that learn. one, but that's dope. That's a good that's book. Dope. I can lend it to you. Please do. Please do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz too. Great fight. All out war. And mm -hmm. it was so good that Kanye West said <laughs> that this fight <laughs> was the very definition of mixed martial arts. 
we're we're it ladies and gentlemen this has a kanye west seal of approval so you gotta check it out we got, we got an approval from yay yay <laughs> so, that's all you need to know and Man. you know it was by majority decision connor mm-hmm. won by majority decision mm-hmm. a lot of people say it was razor close but if you watch it again mm-hmm. with no emotion because everyone is emotionally invested in very this true fight. very true so if you watch it again objectively there is a clear winner and it's Connor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true, very true. Yeah. All right, that's 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 dope. You know, we're steamrolling here when it comes to these thanks, type yay. of <laughs> thanks, yeah. We're getting the ball rolling here. So I'm gonna follow it up with a saga because we did see Connor McGregor versus Diaz one and two. Now this one is kind of old school. We have Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard. Ooh. Watch the entire saga, ladies Classic. and gentlemen. Because yeah, did you watch their their entire encounters or no? I didn't. Oh, I this, gotta. I gotta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh, I only watched from the second to the third one because first round, first time they met, I believe it was yeah, it was Gray Maynard's. Uh, Gray Maynard won that via decision. Mm-hmm. So they met in UFC Fight Night, Florian versus Lozon, and then in their second meeting, that's when Edgar came out with the belt. Like that was his first title defense technically because he rematched BJ Penn. And this was a war. The first rounds were insane. You thought Edgar was getting ragdolled around the octagon. And get this, it ended in a split decision draw. Wow. A split it's decision a draw. Oh, sorry, draw? No, no, sorry, not split decision. Just a draw. It like, ended in a, a real thing. That's the thing. Yeah. No, split draw. My bad. <laughs> it ended in a draw. So they needed to book a rematch right away. And the rematch, so that, that was UFC 125. Now the rematch happened in UFC 136 and Edgar went out on top and Dana White said that it's the Rocky story of the UFC. So I feel like if you watch this, this is just really making me want to get fight pass. Let's go. We're going to get it. Don't worry. Dana. Dana, We're going to call Dana out. Please. (laughs) Dana, send those vouchers, please. Please do. Yeah, we, 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 could, we could talk about, we could review every single fight if you want us to, Dana. Just, just send us the, just send like us a fight. Budget. We should do like fight retrospects. We should. We to- cool. This is technically a fight retrospect crash course. Yeah. True. We should do one for like, let's have Anderson Silva for this week. And then we yeah. just go retrospective and talk about his entire fight. Like, exactly. <gasps> That's dope. So. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard, that trilogy. Watch it, and you will be a fan of the sport. I believe. I mm-hmm. believe. And right, you're up, Gabe. of fights mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. make you fans of the sport, I think I got one. That right, is going to, you know, if, if you've never seen this fight before, I guarantee that if you watch it, mm-hmm. you will be a fan. So this is at middleweight, which is 185. All right. Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum. Dude, wasn't that like fight of the year or something? That, that was fight of the year. Oh my gosh. That, that was, was fight of the year. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest fights ever. I would say arguably the decade. Mm. Because I agree. it was just so, so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because it looked like at one point Kelvin was winning. It looked it like at one point Izzy was winning. And then Israel Adesanya just kind of came out and won the championship rounds. And by championship rounds, I mean the last two rounds of mm-hmm. the championship fight. He showed heart. He showed he heart. Did. And the thing is, Kelvin Gastelum is way smaller 
He is. Second. He's built like a fire hydrant. Yeah, that guy. And he just landed shots that are unbelievable shots that people didn't think could be landed on someone like Izzy, but he did. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's not. It, it it's skillful and masterful in a way that's still exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're watching GSP and you're appreciating his high level wrestling. <laughs> you know, this is like easy to understand high level mixed martial arts. Punching, kicking, takedown, submissions. Very easy to, to digest, very easy to watch. And even if you're not a fan, if you watch this fight, I guarantee you will be excited watching it as well. There you go. That's actually, yeah. It was on UFC 236. Can you believe this was the co-main event? The main I event know, was dude. Max Holloway versus yeah, Dustin Poirier. Holy a good fight. crap, that's dope. A good fight. What a, well, that was great. Oh, Dustin man. shocked the world that night. You did. You really he did. Sna- he snapped Max Holloway's twelve fight win streak. I think. He did. Yeah. Right. It was a twelve fight win streak. I think this was the fight that made my friend a Poirier fan. Like he was. Yeah. yeah he. He. I mean, people thought. You know, people were kind of looking past Dustin Poirier in that fight. He's an but all around fighter. He's he's great. He's Dustin great. Is a complete fighter. And since we're talking about Poirier, I mean, oh yeah, forgot this week in November fourteen news. You know what? Conor McGregor versus Poirier too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love Dustin. Mm, I, love, I Dustin. love Dustin. No, let's go, Dustin. I'm but, Dustin. Hey, hey. He got slept in the second round for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I, I okay. Now we're on a topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's the beauty about this podcast. You know, we okay. talk about things that we could just yeah. uh, branch out. So you're it, saying, yeah. I now we're on the topic of Dustin. I just want to say that Dustin is one of the best ambassadors of the UFC. Mm, true. Upstanding person. Mm-hmm. He's just great to have on your roster. He is. Easy on the eyes as well. Yeah. Great ambassador. If, and if he carries gonna, himself well. Yeah. And if you, if you want someone to be the face of your company, Dustin Poirier would be one of those people. 100%. We should make, we should make that our episode. Who do you think should be the next poster boy oh, of the UFC? Definitely, Conor McGregor. Uh, so, oh no, <laughs> he's not going to throw any dollies. Dustin's <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> but for Dustin versus Conor too, what I love about this fight mm-hmm. is the relationship they have now. Mm, yeah, you know, they're, they're very cordial. Um, Conor has pledged to donate a portion of his his pay per view shares to Dustin's charity, which I think is called the Good Fight. Mm. which I think mm. is so great. And the thing is, they made this fight happen through their interactions on Twitter. Wow. Through their interactions on Twitter, going back and forth, you know, and, and there's this one tweet that I liked that Dustin made because someone asked him about Connor fighting Manny mm-hmm. or why Connor was fighting Manny. And, <clears throat> oh, no, no. Someone asked him why Connor would want to fight Dustin before mm-hmm. fighting Manny, something along those lines. And Dustin said, I think Connor wants to fight me because he wants to fight a Southpaw. He wants to kind of test the waters fighting a Southpaw before fighting the Southpaw of all Southpaws. Right? Wow. And, yeah, okay. and Connor, Connor retweeted his tweet mm-hmm. and said something like, You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, he said something along the lines of Dustin would be a fantastic uh, fight to practice 
going against the southpaw because mm-hmm. Dustin is one of the best southpaw strikers in the UFC. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So he, I love it. I love that he he complimented Dustin and he agreed with what he had to say instead of like throwing him under the bus or saying I'll, I'll, I'll KO you in the second round. I love that. I love the interactions. Dude, I, it's something about MMA that brings bros together, man. We yeah. we started our relationship just talking about MMA. And just, exactly. And you got uh, two of the biggest names, Poirier and uh, and Connor, just making mm-hmm. nice on Twitter. I love that. I love yeah, that. It's man. beautiful. I love that. I also think that after all the animosity is gone, like after a fight, like mm-hmm. there's nothing there but respect, I guess, because you survived war with uh, with someone, even though like you win or lose, mm-hmm. you're you're going home with some respect. Yeah. And and Connor fighting Connor the first time, I think, really taught Dustin how to control his emotions in a fight. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it capitalizes on. Yeah, Dustin so. walked away with a lot after that mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. There's no do, doubt about do it. we just recommend Dustin versus Connor one? <laughs> oh yes, we did. Yes, we did. We just uh, did. That's how if, it goes. If you want to see one of like, I guess the Genesis fights of Connor McGregor. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, Genesis fights. Right. Because, mm-hmm, that's like, true. This is when true. people were like, Connor McGregor. Who's okay. this guy? All right. All mm-hmm. right. And this was on a, on a fight night. This was free TV. Mm-hmm. So, one hundred percent Genesis. Wow, there you have it. So before that, yeah, we did recommend uh, uh, Gastelum versus Adesanya in UFC mm-hmm. uh, 236 mm-hmm. and also Poirier versus Connor. Mm-hmm. We recommended two Connor fights, man. We've been talking about Connor way Connor. too much. I mean, I, I think I set the tone <laughs> by wearing this Connor McGregor t shirt as well. Hey, that's the beauty about podcasting. You can't see what we're wearing. Unless you got to buy we, some of your merch. We do. We should. Buy some Dana. Hey, Dana. 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 Some <laughs> merch, please. Please do. Mm-hmm. All right, my next one is actually a a tough finale. Like when the coaches go at it already. Ooh. This was GSP versus Kozchek, their latest one. This was when GSP pieced up Kozchek on the feet. He jabbed his eye out. GSP it looked fantastic. GSP is great. We we can't talk about quintessential fights without mentioning GSP, right? I had a hard time choosing which one, but for me it was this one because of the buildup. I think this was the best, uh, the tough season in my book because of how GSP handled himself as a coach and just how Kozchek was the best heel in that season. And he had the greatest line. I just want to go go up to George and just motorboat his face. Like, (laughs) that's what he said. (laughs) He said that? He said that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's strange. Yeah. No, he wanted to. He wanted to gloat in his face that they he won like a challenge. So I just want to go up to GSP and just motorboat his face like. Bleh. Oh my god, gosh! <laughs> That's cause check, man. That's you can have the. He was. He's he had was the most colorful hairstyles. I think he has, and he was running on a lot of steam coming away from a victory from Paul Daly, which mm. he kept talking smack to. Which made Paul Daly hit him after the third round bell. <laughs> Remember that he got banned from the UFC after that fight. That's how Kozchek. No wonder he's uh, not he, in the UFC anymore. Yeah, he's not. Dana banned him because, again, like, why would you do that? That's not uh, anything of a and UFC. He's doing fighter. well in Bellator. Right? He is. He's doing pretty well. Land of the dinosaurs. There it is. PRT. Get him That's on the juice. Fight. That's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, also, good because mm-hmm. you're watching someone just completely dominate someone. Yeah. 
I, I liked it because also the question was who's going to the question coming into this fight was who's going to get the takedown first, mm. but then uh, GSP changed the question and saying, what if we're not going to do takedowns? What if I'm just going <laughs> to keep it standing that. up? I love that. But GSP changed the question and Dude, went like, what if yeah, we don't do it. What if yeah. we just strike? Dude, the, Roddy I Piper that, says, is it Roddy that. Piper? Yeah. Like just when they had all the answers, I changed the questions. That's a, that's a very good one. I mm. like that. There you go. Like UFC 241, GSP versus Cause. 241? Wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. 124. One. One, two, four. One, two, four. Wait, sorry. 124. Got him dyslexic. I was like, whoa. That's pretty <laughs> I didn't recent. Know we were in the 200s. <laughs> what is it? 124? 124. 124. All right. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. What's my yep, next that's Marco? Right. All right. Well, this fight. Is a very very common choice mm-hmm. for best fights ever. I think it's the most recommended. Oh yeah, actually. yeah. I, I think I know where you're going. I think, with this I, one. I think you know what this yeah. one is. Yeah, let's so this hear. This one it. is John Jones versus How'd... Alexander Gustafsson. One. One. Mm-hmm. One was good. The one was good. That was so dope. The closest fight I think ever in the history of the UFC might be. And this Both was when you said that Nate Diaz turned the world on its axis. Mm-hmm. Everyone was going bananas for this yeah. fight because this was the first time Jones was taken down. Exactly. And yeah. dominated. And just, just, just beaten up. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, what I love about this fight is no one wanted to see this fight. Mm. Because Alexander Gustafson was just like, whatever, another dude. For John mm-hmm. Jones to beat. And they fought Alexander, you know, not, not taking anything away from Gustafson, but he did fight a John Jones who didn't train, who was a little bit coked you, up. You're doing this again. Why you keep doing this? Don't take, don't take the W away from <laughs> Gustafson. I'm not man. taking it away. <laughs> you know, who was a little drunk from the weekend before. So, He's that drunk. <laughs> so, you know, and that's why it's a razor close fight. But, but mm-hmm. Gustafson is also the kind of fighter that John Jones doesn't do well against because he's mm. exactly the same. Long, mm. lanky, tall, long reach. Very, very hard matchup for John Jones in general. Mm-hmm. So even if John Jones trained, he still would have had a hard time with Gustafson. No doubt. No 100%. doubt. And this really looked like Oh my gosh, the division is catching up to John Jones. Exactly. Because after this fight, people were like, he's mortal. He bleeds. Mm-hmm. And after those fights, you know, I think Jones wasn't as dominant. Yeah, he wasn't as dominant as he was before. No. So this was really a, a new wave of like uh, fighters yeah. that could hang with John Jones for it to go to the five round uh, decision card. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, I. That's why, man. This was the night that everyone knew was like, all right, people are going to start giving John Jones a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, can he survive the line of guys that are, are trying to take his head off or trying to take his belt away? And he did. Mm. And he did. And he I did. hate to admit it, but that's why he's part of the GOAT conversation. PEDs are he PEDs. He's not. We still Pico got GSP. Picogram. <laughs> A picogram is still picogram. Cheetahs are cheetahs. <laughs> that was a tainted a supplement. Tainted supplement, bro. Tainted <laughs> supplement. Hiding under the, the, <laughs> hiding under the, the octagon. Under the octagon. 
Izzy Undertaker got that out of him. style. Exactly. Waiting for his the, the gong coming, so he can just rise. Under the cage. <laughs> oh Jesus God. Christ. But yeah. That that uh, you that's guys dope. Need to watch that fight. That is a great And fight. you know what? You just watching like the package, you'll see how dominant Jones is. And mm-hmm. for that's why it puts so much weight on Gustafson's yeah. performance. Yeah. You can't say win because the, it did go to the decision for Jones. But yeah, that's also, a dope fight. I guess for all these fights, maybe just a gentle warning of violence. These mm. are quite violent. All these fights are quite violent. Just little, a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. A little on, on the bloody and gory side. So. I don't know. We do, like you said, we checked the analytics mm-hmm. earlier and we do mm-hmm. have, you know, a, a diverse group of people yes, watching. Yes, we so. do. So just a heads up, especially this next one I'm about to recommend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, I think I know. Yeah, it's on. This is one thing that we both came up with. Like, we, same, this, we copied each other's homework, ladies and gentlemen, because this is Robbie Lawler Ooh. versus Brody McDonald oh, 2 UFC 189. Oh, Dude, this fight, I could oh talk about God. this fight for days. Yeah. This is so good. This was the resurgence of Robbie Lawler when he just won the belt from Johnny Hendricks. Mm. So this was his first title defense. I mean, he did fight. I believe he fought Rory before. And, and this, he was did also, win. this was also the night that Conor McGregor fought Chad Mendes. Yes. Was this the co? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, what a stack card. That was a stack card, man. Mm-hmm. That was but a the good thing night. Is, yeah. Was a the, night. This is a great night. And then, the oh my gosh. I, I remember the octagon looked like a Rorschach test yeah. of blood afterwards. Yeah. So this, the, the, the warning you just mentioned goes, if, if, if you know we're going to go through I, all yeah. the fights, it's this fight. Gonna, gonna, yeah. I didn't even know you were going to mention that fight mm-hmm. doing the warning about the blood. So that's perfect. Yeah. You did a warning about blood and you did yeah, that fight. We should because this was a war. It this was, was like a, a war. Yeah. From pillar to post, ladies and gentlemen, these guys wanted to take each other's heads off. If you ever wanted to see what a human face would look like after going through a meat grinder, mm-hmm. watch this fight. Yes. Watch this should. fight. The iconic shot of the stare down, the crimson mask they were oh both wearing. God. And Robbie Lawler, when he won and he was just screaming, lip. dude, you could. How about his lip? Oh, my the lack God. Thereof. Mm-hmm. And the lack thereof. Rory's nose was busted. He oh just crumbled. Like, it honestly, if it went to decision, I could have thought Rory could have won. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, it was just so bad that he just, like, he just like, enough. Enough. I need and, to get out of here. Yeah, exactly. He just tapped out. They they were testing each other's wills, and Robbie came out on top. Like, I forgot. Did he say on this uh, fight he was like, "I'm gonna go for it. Go for what? His soul." I'm like, "Whoa, that's the the fight. That was the fight." Jesus Christ, Robbie Lawler. He really threw that promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think anyone was expecting this level of violence from this fight. I don't think so. I know I didn't. Dude, every time I want to feel chills or something, I look at the. The end of the fourth going to the fifth where they just stared at each other and Robbie spat blood and he they didn't take their eyes off each other. Yeah. They, yeah. That fight looked like it changed them. It did. Like war. It like did. war changes people. I feel like they may have PTSD of this. Absolutely. I feel like this is the kind of fight that just makes them go like, all right, I have a family. I have kids. Mm-hmm. I need to stop fighting like this. Yeah. I need to true. stop fighting like this. That brings a conversation. I would love to have like professional fighters talk about how do they tell their loved ones to that they do this for a living. 
Yeah, they're about to go to war. Don't watch or have them at ringside. Mm. Uh, Mark Coleman had a fight in Pride. I forgot against who, but his daughters were right there. Against Fedor, I believe. Mm. And then he lost. He got knocked mm. out in a spectacular fashion by Fedor, it's I believe. probably a horrifying thing to watch. Yeah, and his, he brought his kids to the octagon, and they were like, are you okay? Like, they were crying. That's, I'm like, uh, oh, so I, I hope it's Fedor. I'll check it. But I know yeah. Mark Holman did bring his daughters to the octagon, and it was just, it was, it was so sad I to see. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like also there's a level of expectation already mm-hmm. if your parent is a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like you're half expecting the worst, right? Yeah, he's true. He's going to get knocked out. And he's going to be lying flat on on in the ring. Yikes, right? You know? mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. That was versus Fedor. It was... And especially like if you date someone or if you're if you're if you're married to someone like the 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 pressure they go to I think I have a feeling and this brings me to uh, the fight I'm not I'm probably gonna recommend this but Holly Holmes versus Ronda Rousey too Oh perfect Hol- Holly Holmes one. Holly Holmes said that I think it's home it's home home sorry home Holly Holmes thank you for that home, home. he uh, Holly she said that after practice she'd just cry in her car. Because yes, she was I going up that. against Ronda Rousey, like the unbeaten, that. the the icon Ronda Rousey, and just the pressure that she's gone to. I mean, the preacher's daughter, dude. You just want to give her a hug and just be like, "It's all right, you can do I this." I feel like she doesn't. Yeah, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that because I feel like Holly Holm is a type of person who regularly bottles up her emotions. Mm. Like you know, when she beat Ronda. She celebrated for like two seconds and then stopped herself. I was like, yeah. don't stop yourself. Don't. You Enjoy just knocked this. out the champ. Like, who's, who's telling you not to not to freak out? Freak out. Right? She was like, she was doing that. And then like, she yeah. shrugged her head. Okay. Like, why? No, exactly. Lose. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. You just beat arguably one of the greatest women's MMA fighters of all time. You at did. her prime. Mm-hmm. In, in one of the biggest arenas in the world. In dominant fashion, because she did not only stuff a takedown, she took Ronda down. Yeah, and she made she made Ronda look like an amateur. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the that's the part that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I don't know what happened with that man. Like that's a whole other episode. That is that is Ronda's for sure. psyche. Mm-hmm. we should we should also do retrospective of Rhonda's fights because you know she was very dominant yeah. and she was this huge icon that holly yeah. ha- had to you know yeah. go after people were think people were looking past holly because mm-hmm. they were thinking oh Rhonda's gonna be like re- retire as one of the goats but if you look back at it that was a nightmare matchup for Rhonda, like yeah. how technical she is at striking yeah and you saw that she was already losing on the feet. And, you know, yeah. Ronda was going for desperation, like just trying is, to go for swings there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ronda's last fights, I don't know, when you watch them, it makes you question her entire legacy for some reason. Mm. It makes you, like, wonder, was she really ever that good? Or I don't know, man. That's why mm. I think a whole episode just studying her fights and just trying to figure out what happened, what went wrong, you know, mm-hmm. like, I want to know. True. I, I would love to get experts on that too, because yeah. that's a great question you ask. Because there granted, like she was winning the mind games because she had so much confidence yeah. with how she was gonna go at her game plan. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna call a spade a spade here. She had that one devastating move, which mm-hmm. was the you know, hip toss to the arm bar. And he she kept doing that all the time. Yeah. But then it just showed with Amanda Nunez yeah. and Holly that 
you know what? These are the, this is the next evolution of fighters. We're yeah. not going to be one trick ponies where you could just toss us. We're going to be able to stuff this and you're going to have to survive on the feet. Exactly. And that's what they did. And, and so. I think, you know, Ronda versus Holly Holm, it felt like Ronda bought into her own hype. Mm. You know, it didn't feel like they prepared for someone like Holly Holm, who was probably one of the most dangerous strikers in the women's mm-hmm. MMA. So it's like, why why would you not prepare for, for something like this? Why would you not go to your BJJ? Mm-hmm. Your, 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 your tournament winning, title winning jujitsu. Why would you not use that against someone like Holly Holm? You know, yeah. it's like, why would you strike with her? You're striking with a sniper. Exactly. A sniper. Uh-huh. And she got sniped. She did. She got shot down from the sky, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I feel like it really has to do with this co- her coach. Yes, absolutely. Edmund ta- ta- Tav- Taverdian. Yeah, check. yeah, I'm doing yeah. Uh, Tav- Taverdian. Yeah, Strange, uh, Edmund. Dude, his her mom he, doesn't even like him. Yeah, exactly. This guy, I feel like, fed so much. Yeah. Uh, he fed so much of her ego that it just turned her into this, um, you know, this thing that just believed in her own hype. Mm-hmm. You need to have, I think, uh, who was that? Gagey said it best. Don't surround yourself with yes men. Yes. Because that's what he thought Khabib was doing. Surround yourself with people that will show you the holes in your game and improve you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Th- I think that's why he was just saying, oh, yes, Ronda, you know, she can, she's like the Mike Tyson of this generation, just be able to strike with anyone. And sure, maybe, but going up against Holly and Amanda Nunes. Dude, go go to your strengths. Play the game that you want to play. Go to the ground. Take her down. Don't mm-hmm. march up there. And then I think Rogan was saying it, saying it best. Like Holly Holmes exposed the holes in her game. You saw yeah. her chin was out. Mm-hmm. Her cardio was tested. Mm-hmm. Her chin was tested. And I mean, you know, in fairness to Ronda, mm-hmm. if I was coming into a fight after beating three girls in less than a minute, Oh yeah, or a little over a minute combined, all three fights combined. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't train you with. Mm, I'd probably be like, I'm gonna knock this this girl out in the first round. That's Didn't true. Happen. Yeah, you know, her her fight before Holly Holm was Vechkoea knocked her out in the first round in 34 was, seconds. Mm-hmm. Before that, Katzingano submission in 14 seconds. Man. Before that, Alexis Davis first round knockout in 16 seconds. <sighs> How 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 that's is that? You know resume. that's gonna that's gonna screw with your head. Mm-hmm. That's gonna screw with the whole the whole team synergy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna be like, yeah, she can beat anyone, anytime, anywhere. No, 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 no. Especially Holly Holm, knowing that she was trained by the same coach as the goat John Jones. Oh, there you go, Greg Jackson. Dude, Greg Jackson, he's just has a who's who of killers in yes. his army. Yeah. He has you well too. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, yeah he does. wow, he does. man. Well, Romero's with um, uh, what's it called? Jock- Greg, Greg Jocko, Jackson. Greg Jackson, yeah, Greg Jackson, and something else. I love you, I love you, Michael. Don't forget Jesus, don't forget. See you soon, you. see you boy. soon, boy. Oh, wow. So how do we Classic get here? Night. We were talking about Robbie Lawler. I know, we spent so much time on Ronda Rousey for some reason. That's like no. a lot of time on Ronda. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yep. She's do watch that. Yeah. Robbie Lawler versus Rory Mack. Guys, UFC 189. 
Uh, I have one more in my belt, but I want to see. I want to hear more from you. Okay. Make if you see. have any more recommendations. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. You know what? Since you did women's, I'm going to do women's too. I'm going to do Amanda Nunes at featherweight, 145. All right. Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg. Dude, tell me about this one because I didn't oh see it. Oh, my. I, I just know that you. Yep. Thank you, Cyborg, for your, yeah, this your was time. Like, <laughs> this, was, this was Dana's master plan. Okay. <laughs> Choose get Amanda Nunes to beat all the top women's fighters so that he can say he has the best in the UFC. It's and Amanda Nunes did just that. You know, it's hard to argue when she has the resume to back it up. Exactly. Ronda Rousey, uh, fighter. And, and now, yeah, Cyborg, too. Yeah, the only fighter to beat Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, and Chris mm-hmm. Cyborg, mm-hmm. and Valentina Sevchenko. Oh right, yeah, yes, 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 oh That's crazy, well. right? Oh, but yeah, t- this, this, yeah. But talk us the through reason, this fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. the reason why I chose this fight is because this was the first time that it felt like the best of the best were finally fighting in women's MMA. This was like the fight to make. This fight didn't feel forced. Everyone wanted to see this fight mm-hmm. more so than Cyborg versus Ronda. Everyone True. wanted to see Nunes versus Cyborg. Because this was literally both at their peaks in the UFC, ready to fight for the title. And this was also, and Amanda Nunes was coming in as a bantamweight champion. Mm-hmm. So there was a champ champ status on the line for Amanda Nunes. And, you know, when they fought, the bell rung, they both swung for the fences, tried to take each other's heads off. And Amanda prevailed, knocked Chris Cyborg out cold. Wow. Cold. Because Amanda Nunes' boxing is sublime. She has great boxing. She's great crazy. boxing. Mm-hmm. Precise. Precise. When she knocked out uh, Ronda. And I feel like this type of fight is one of those fights that you get excited for because the outcome of this fight would change the landscape. Exactly. And, and it did. Exactly. And it, it solidified Amanda Nunes as one of the goats for women MMA. First, if first not ever in women's MMA in general. Champ, champ. Yeah. Exactly. First ever women's champ champ. First ever openly gay UFC champion also. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Another great face for the sport. Another great face for the UFC. I feel like Amanda Nunes is it's it's a shame that the fight with Ronda there was no promotion because uh, Amanda Nunes I would I would have loved to see her get promoted as much as Ronda because yeah. I'm sure that she would have gotten new audience members to yeah. watch the sport. Yeah. And you know exactly that's true. But unfortunately the narrative of that fight was mm-hmm. is Ronda going to come back as good as she did before? Right. Mm-hmm. Is she going to dominate again? Is she back? But I knew that she was going to lose when she said she wasn't going to do any media. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew mm-hmm. it. I was like, this girl, Ronda Rousey, doesn't want to do any media? Okay, that means she's not confident at all in this fight. That makes sense. You know? She, she, she can't talk, talk her talk. Because mm-hmm. I feel like deep down she knew that this is going to be a hard one. This is going to be a hard one. And Amanda Nunes is a complete savage. And Dana White will find any moment to tell people that he has a great working relationship with Nunes. He's got a he's got a, a, a poster of her in his office. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's there to usher in the new era for yeah. women's MMA. So, and she seems like a great personality yeah. 
to be honest. I wouldn't like, be, I'm not surprised they have a great working relationship. Mm. Really not. We should also come up with a list of fighters that Dana loves. Like, I uh, have a category. Yeah. Who's on Dana White's yeah. naughty or nice list? Yeah. yeah, let's do that for Christmas. <laughs> oh, we got an episode for Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. We're about to hit the one hour mark. Do you want okay. one more each? One more fight okay, to recommend? We can do one more. Okay. All right. I'll I'll start with okay, that. Go. Uh, since we're on the yeah the we're on the topic of women's MMA, this is a fairly recent fight. UFC 248, the co-main event, Zhang Wei Li versus Joanna Jojacek, and this was a war. Yeah, a good one. This was great. Yeah, this was Zhang Wei Li being tested by one of the best strikers, the Boogie Woman, which is Joanna Jojacek. Uh, Zhang Wei Li putting her win streak on the line. Uh, I believe she was at a 20, 20 fight win streak and this one being her 21 yeah. ending it in a split decision. Oh. Honestly, I know that damage doesn't uh, say if you win or not, but man, yo, Jacek looked like death after yeah. this fight. She looked like an alien after her forehead. Her head was, so was big. like, what's going on? And but she, she fought till the end. She did that. Just, she's a gangster. And this just shows because, I, honestly, I could have scored the fight. Joanna could have yeah. won because yeah, yeah. she was piecing up Zhang Weili pretty good. I actually thought Joanna won that fight. Mm. I actually think she won that fight. Uh, we should watch it again. Let's check it out and let's yeah, try yeah, to yeah, score it. But again, it's also the narrative of the the champ. You really have to beat her in a decisive fashion because if it's a, if it's if it looks like a draw, chances exactly. are it's going if to the it's champ. Razor close. No mm-hmm. way. No way. No yep. Way. And mind you, ladies and gentlemen, after you watch that fight, just turn off the event. UFC 248. You don't have to see Yoel versus Adesanya. No need. No need. You just look at it. Yo, Adesanya unless wins. You need, unless you're having a hard time sleeping. <laughs> watch that Can you fight. imagine? Can you imagine if you were the live audience, you oh were treated God. to that? So and pissed. I know that they had really good fights before that. It went to like knockouts, decisions, even, yeah. and now I'll you're going to end it with Yoel versus Izzy. I'll be so, I probably would have left, honestly. I'm gonna, like, I'm out of here. I think Joe and the commentators want to leave. I'm like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. You well didn't come to dance that night. He did not. He did not come to dance that night. That was that's another topic we should have. Like, probably fights that didn't live up to the hype. Yes. Yeah. Th- yes, yes, yes. As much as you know, as much as I want to, like, knock on this fight and really say it's horrible. I'll give it this though. Adesanya came to fight. He, did. he, he did. wanted exactly. to. Yeah. It's just that, as you mentioned, UL didn't come to dance. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know what? I decided did what he had to do. He just had to mm-hmm. win by decision because yeah, UL was you can up. do both. Mm-hmm. Best fight of the year and worst fight of the year. That's I decided. man who can do both. <laughs> style bender, son. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a good. True. I mean, yeah. Um, he really came to fight that night. Unfortunately, UL didn't. Dude, imagine bell rings round number one. Everyone's hype. He just stood there, yeah, like this, like just his arms in the air. So it's just, it's a shame because people look past the Zhang Weili and Yo Jacek fight. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing fight. If you guys want to believe in women's MMA, this is one fight that would just make you a believer in these two fighters. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people say, "Why didn't Izzy just knock him out if he wasn't moving?" I think it's hard, dude, when you're you fighting sh- someone. You saw just standing hit. there and waiting to, to react to what you're doing. And you saw that Izzy got hit. I believe that was the second round. He was just he was just waiting for a counter punch. Yeah. Yoel is still Yoel. Mm-hmm. He's charging up something there. So yeah, he just tried to open him up, but fight, man. it was strange very strange. 
It was, it was very, very strange. I didn't even know. I don't know what the thought process there was. I, I get it. React to his shots, but that's not how you do it. One of my that's biggest qualms with that type of fight is I, I relate someone standing there to someone lying on the ground, like asking yeah. them to op- come into yeah. my guard. Yeah. So it's just, I, th- I don't know if there should be a point deduction for not pushing the pace. I, I don't know. There because... should be 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I feel like um, aggression is part of the criteria. Sports system, right? Or octagon control. Here's the thing. The ref could stand you up, right? If you try to like go on the ground or if like someone's trying to get you into his guard. When you're standing, it's like, I don't know. It just, it it was a tough position to be in the ref side as well. Like if you're in the ref shoes that night. Yeah. Like you're already fighting technically. So if you have one person that doesn't want to participate, it's tough to get the the action going. You need a dance partner. Mm You need a dance partner. Mm -hmm. Because like the way you well fought, it's like you didn't want it. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't want it. Didn't exactly. Want and this was this was his last, probably his last shot at a title fight. Uh, yes. And he didn't fight like it. He didn't well, fight exactly. like it was with Costa. He didn't fight like it was a, he was at against. Last chance. And, last mm-hmm. chance. And you didn't go all out on the biggest stage of them all against one of the biggest stars of the sport. You didn't go all out. That's so silly. And I, Izzy asked for him. Yeah. Called him exactly. out. He's like, you, I know you fight you know, this way. Gifted a title mm-hmm. shot. Exactly. And you're not going to make the most of it? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Dude, Yoel. Oh, my God. What happened, boy? I love you. I love you. Don't forget. Don't forget. All right. Nice. Last. Take it home, buddy. Let's okay, hear what let's your last recommendation. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with something. Okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end on... No, not Connor. Please don't make it Connor. Is All it right, a Connor right. one? No, it's not a Connor one. Okay. Then we're going to do Brock Lesnar. All right. Heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar versus Shane Carwin. Why? Let's go. Okay. Because Brock Lesnar was out of the UFC, I think, for two years. Yes. Okay. Shane Carwin became the interim heavyweight champion in Brock's absence. Mm-hmm. Right? And... This, everyone was saying that Shane Carwin was a guy that was going to beat Brock. That was going to finally take him out, send him back to the WWE, never to come back to the Octagon ever again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people believed it. You know, because Brock Lesnar didn't have many fights in the UFC at this time. And he was out for two years. So everyone had almost forgotten him. And they fought. And... Shane Carwin knocked everyone out in the first round prior to his fight with Brock Lesnar. So as you can imagine, the first round was Shane Carwin charging at Brock, taking him down, just beating him up for five minutes straight. But he gassed himself out. He did. Brock Lesnar's a big boy. He survived the storm, weathered the storm is what they like to call it. Great term. Yeah, great term. And submitted Shane Carwin in the second round. Insane. I, mm-hmm. I believe this is the one fight that got Brock Lesnar a lot of respect from yes, the UFC fans because he was finally tested. Yes, He had to go through diversity. And this was the era of the super heavyweights. Mm-hmm. You saw Frank Mir. He, he, he bulked up just to face Brock Lesnar again, right? And we thought mm. that we're going to see these kaijus these giants face off that i think that's when the title was named the baddest man on the planet or like now brock lesnar is the baddest man on the planet because heavyweights when they collide man they collide and this was the era of 
Brock Lesnar really establishing his dominance and mm-hmm. him getting that respect. Like people feared him after that fight, especially Shane Carwin being a very dangerous heavyweight. Yes. He was the most dangerous of them all. Mm-hmm. Knocking everyone out in the first round mm-hmm. and getting submitted by Brock Lesnar after a two year absence. Oh my God. That'll get his respect. That'll get his respect. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to know, wait, hang on. Let me look at the record of Brock. Because after this fight, did he face Kane Velasquez? He did, he, and he got beat. I think he, it was either Kane yes, or... Yes, it was Kane. It was okay. Kane, and then Overeem. And, man, it's just... Kane ushered in, like, yo, you, you don't have to be this big. But that's another fight. I was actually going to recommend Kane versus Brock. Because mm-hmm. how that's Kane was able too. to... That's, that's a, a great one. Mm-hmm. Kane Velasquez. That, that, was a dom- that was a pretty dominant fight. But, yeah, Brock Lesnar, I mean... He he made such a mark in the sport that you you have to talk about him when you're talking about quintessential yeah. fights. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is great for the sport. Mm-hmm. Brock he Lesnar was. is great for the sport. Entertaining, big star, big following. I mean, great on the mic. Yes. Well, he's just unfiltered. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, Bud Light. Inst- uh, I, I I drink a Coors because Bud inst- Light doesn't want to send me a check or something, right? Something. Jesus Christ! Did you see he when he shouted at the camera, like his mouthpiece fell off? That yeah, looks. Cla- so or when scary. he was foaming at the mouth, that's classic. <sighs> that's classic. That's mm-hmm. iconic. But mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I'm kind of disappointed he never fought DC and John. Jones. Oh yeah, those would have been good fights. That was so hype when they went to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Get your ass in this ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he would have beat DC though, because Brock Lesnar's a great wrestler and he's a big boy. He is. DC, well, I don't know. DC is the only guy to get better after he yeah. faced John Jones. Yeah. So I don't know. He could probably pick him apart on the feet, but we'll see. D- I just think that the size difference is going to be massive. Mm-hmm. You saw how they stared down, right? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. That would have been a great fight. Mm. That would have been a great fight. Mm. Oh, man, man. We, a lot of what lot could of, have been. I know we could totally do fantasy fights. Exactly, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. What could have been? But yeah, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the fights that we're gonna recommend for now. Mm. I feel like we should yeah. have this. No, we'll have this regularly. Uh, yeah, and probably like maybe yeah, we'll we'll have a quarterly review of these fights, mm. and you know, I'll, I'll keep track of the fights that I'll recommend, and I'll also like keep track of fights you'll recommend, and I'll yeah. definitely watch those as well, and I yeah, hope yeah. everyone at home also watches it as well. And we can do best fights of, yeah, quarterly, mm-hmm. best fights of the year, best knockouts of the year. Mm. We can have like our own little award show. You could. The in-between rounds, the IBRs awards nights, black best, tie yeah. optional. Yeah, best, <laughs> um, best soundbite, Ooh. Best call out. That's dope. <laughs> Ideas. <laughs> they be rolling. Uh, before we end things, Gabe, is there anything you want to plug or anything that you want to mm, mm. say before we say goodbye to our listeners? Is there anything I want to plug? All right, yeah. Check out Potch Spice oh. on shoutout.com. <laughs> That's S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T.com. The newly signed. Boom. <laughs> Celebrity greeting platform. Please check Maybe. it out. Uh, you can you can purchase video greetings from your favorite celebrities on our website. So please check that out. And mm-hmm. also, you're probably listening on Spotify, but please take the time. Mm-hmm. Get on Apple Podcasts and give us a glowing review. Please, mm-hmm. 
please, please, we beg you. And, you know, I just want to thank everyone that is listening. Dude, we've talked more than an hour. If you guys are still listening to us, thank you so much for tuning in. In between rounds, ladies and gentlemen, do reach out. We are working on an Instagram, so that's another way for you guys to reach us. If not, do follow us on IG. I think Gabe's is at at Gabe Ojeda. Ojeda, At Gabe Ojeda, yeah. Mine is underscore Potch Spice. This has been In Between Rounds. Thank you so much for tuning in. The only MMA podcast that matters. There it is. That's the soundbite we're going to end with. The only MMA podcast that matters. And we'll see you at the next round. Peace.